Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Jordy. And today we are delving into animation, into Disney animation that you haven't seen. I know. How did this even happen? Did it come out when I wasn't paying attention? Disney and Pixar have taken you to every world except the next one. Welcome to the land of your ancestors. We're all really out there. It's that living boy. It's not nice to stare at from the creators of Finding Dory and Inside Out. We're your family. I miss my nose. You gotta get home by sunrise. I'm turning into a skeleton. You have to loosen up. <laughs> T-shirts, bubbleheads. It's a celebration. I'm a big fan. Disney and Pixar present. Skeletons don't walk like that. It's how you walk. No, I don't. Stop it. Coco. Yes, today we are doing the film Coco. And it's coming out in 2017. Yeah. So what's that, six years ago now? Yeah, I would have been at uni, I would imagine. No, we, I reckon you just moved back from uni. It would have been uh, the year you'd moved back. Because that was the year we first moved in together. That's right. So how did we not watch it together? Well, I hadn't watched it until 2019, I think, was the first time I watched it. And how did you watch it without me? I don't know. It's like you don't even love me. I, think, I honestly think I actually tried to watch this with you. Uh, was I tired and cranky at the time? Uh, probably. Wouldn't surprise me. But <laughs> this is, as we said, it, it's a Disney Pixar animated uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 2017. Set in Mexico. Tells the story of a young boy named Miguel who yes. uh, dreams of becoming a musician despite his family's ban on music. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this one, as we'll get into, is a very emotional movie. Yeah. Especially for me. As yeah. I said, <laughs> <laughs> you could say that again. The first time, well... The first time I watched this movie was, as I said, in 2019, and it was just after my grandmother had passed away. Oh, no. That's why it was so emotional. Yeah. Oh. And that's why I said- That's I, why you cried for 10 minutes. Yeah. 20 so minutes. Especially, yeah. That's half an hour. The, wasn't half an hour. Calm down. But the last the last 15 minutes of this movie yeah. just make me an absolute mess. Yes. And, which and makes we- more sense now. We'll get to that because I know you've got notes uh, as you do with every movie. You sit there I do. And, you, and you take your notes and, and looks like you've got quite a few for this one, which interests me because it's a Disney movie. It's an animated movie. As you've always said, these are your forte. These, these are, are my your, things. These are your things. So, yep. all right, let's get straight into it with Geordie's notes. All right. So, they only look really long because it's on my phone and not on a notebook. Okay, if you say so. First one. He died by a massive bell. How unlucky is that to die by a huge, big-ass bell? Like, how does that even happen? I know. It's crazy. Like, it's... I mean, serves him right. It's true Disney style, though. You think about it. Like, they always go... The comic-y. The comic-y, exaggerated stuff with that sort of thing. And, yeah, obviously talking about uh, Ernesto de la Cruz, who is the the big famous musician who Miguel believes is his great-great-grandfather. That is correct. And, yes, uh, in in the beginning it shows that he dies when he's performing in a giant bell. Falls on top of of him. him. (laughs) Literally. The old Nana, I like her instantly because she throws her shoe at a dog. <laughs> and then she like throws it at the dog and then she's like, walks off and then she's like, go get that. Did you notice the dog? Yeah. The, the crazy dog with the big tongue hanging out? Yeah. Which I love that dog. He's great. On our Disney Plus? Yep. That is the emoji for your sister. Because <laughs> personality sense. wise- they are the same. They're the same. 100%. They're, they're lovable, but they're... They're just not quite bit, there. A bit left of centre. <laughs> That's great. And then you realise that the family makes shoes, so why couldn't she leave one shoe behind? She could just go home and make more shoes. 
Why Wait, does it matter? Why did you need the shoe? Not. They would have thousands of shoes. Anyway, anyway, that's not the point. It is the point. It's really one of those frustrating families that doesn't let you choose what you want to do stories. And they annoy me in this day and age. I'm getting a lot. I actually saw a post the other day of someone saying, hey, Disney, go back to giving us just a villain that's pure evil, not more of this generational trauma stuff because yes. we're seeing a lot of that in the Disney, especially the Pixar films. You've got this, you've got Encanto as well, which is yep. a favourite in our house. And we watch that quite a lot. But so many times. a lot of these movies now, and look, I applaud it because I think it adds a touch of realism to them. Because Yeah, look, it does, know, I guess. It does, you know, you sort of connect with a movie a lot more like there, that. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of families, especially this is a Mexican movie, you know, Encanto with South Colombia. Um, you know, it, it's showing Family's the- Family's so big and it's- Well, that and it's showing also, you know, what the expectations of these older family members, especially in those cultures really yeah, are. Yeah, well, that's true. But it does resonate, I guess, right across as well. Yeah. But I hate it. It <laughs> makes me angry. It's not okay. Give me back princesses that cry on rocks. Oh, you just love Hercules. I get where you're going there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, I'm on the right. <laughs> The graphics and the colours are incredible. Yeah, and that's one thing that I don't think this movie gets enough credit for. I don't think it did quite as well as they were expecting. It did very well, budget-wise. Like, so, it cost about $220 million once they took in marketing and all that sort of stuff to yeah, make yeah, it. Yep. But it made $800 million at the box office. Oh, jeez, that's good. So, it, it did quite well, but... At the same time, like a lot of these Pixar movies, like we, we haven't seen sequels, we haven't seen spin-offs. You know, True. All these sort of movies generally get a sequel or a spin-off. This Whereas was one that nothing. sort of didn't get that. That was it. And there we go. I think if a lot more people watched this movie, it would be a lot more people's favourite Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was there other movies that came out the same year that maybe we got distracted by? Like, was that like the Frozen year or something? 2017. That's a good question. Because you know when you've got your big ones that come out and the other ones just kind of get, you know, fade away into the background? So, that year we got movies uh, like Jumanji. Yep. Welcome to the Jungle. Baywatch, the remake. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, nothing really. Nothing really that's jumping out at me that goes, okay, yeah, that was the, the, the stellar film that jumped out that year. Just kind of, maybe it wasn't promoted heavily. Was it I, at I the pictures? Think, well, Did yeah, it go to the yeah, pictures? Yeah, it went to the movies. I remember seeing it. I think this was when, much like Encanto, if it hadn't have been for, you, we don't talk about Bruno, I don't think that would have been as huge as well because it's not based on an existing IP and that's mm. an intellectual property. Like In this day and age, if people don't know what a movie is or know a character or know something from it, they're less likely to see it. Yeah. You know, unless it is a you know, an MCU movie or something like that. Yeah. If people are going in, especially a kid's movie that's not based on an existing Anything. character or a TV show or something like that, they're a bit wary hesitant. to go and see it, a bit, he- a bit hesitant to go and see it. And I think maybe that's what this was, because this seemed to have been the first time that Pixar really stepped outside the bubble. Yeah. They're doing a lot more now, and we're seeing a lot more on Disney Plus and those sorts of things of these movies being released that way. Yeah. But it was the first time they really stepped outside of that, you know, that Toy Story, yep. fun, Something inside out, that sort of really kiddie bubble. It was a lot more of a serious Yeah. Because it is a kid's movie, but it is a – it's got more it's serious a, It's a themes. serious tone. Like, it's all about the Day of the Dead and, you know, the kid goes to the afterlife and it's, yeah. you know, but it is. There was another movie. Oh, this is going to hurt my brain. There was another movie that came out around the same time that had a very similar theme. Ooh. The Book of Life. Ah. So, that came out in 2014. That came out a couple of years before this, but similar sort of vibe. Yep. Um, not as good animation, but no. same sort of thing. And it was really good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it was it was it was Pixar's first sort of foray into this sort of storytelling, and I think that's why it struggled as much as it did. You know what? Another thing that I've just kind of thought of: none of the songs that they sang in the movie stuck with me. You know when you've got a really, really catchy song like We Don't Talk About Bruno and you've got those songs, Coco didn't have anything like that for me. The only one that it has is Remember Me. Yeah, but it's not – But that could have been, I think, had again, had that have been marketed well, that could have been a huge song. Yeah, but it was also more serious than your typical let it go, let it go. Oh, 100%. But when they do – normally when they do these sort of movies, like – Frozen, well, Frozen's a different story because they got professional yeah, singers to do different. those songs, but they generally get a pop star to cover those. Yeah, So, like, true. when Moana came out, Alicia Cara covered How Far I'll Go and released that as a single. Yeah. And that got yep. played on so the radio. Got and it, 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 it's yep. got that back the marketing behind it, whereas this didn't have that. I think, you know, if you'd had Remember Me and had Lady Gaga do it as a giant ballad song like her yeah. latest one, or Rihanna doing it as a ballad, yep. I think then it would have been huge. Yeah. Because it's yep. the most beautiful – and we'll get it again. Oh, it is, we'll get to the lovely. ending. But it is the most beautiful song and it's – I'm honestly surprised it doesn't get played at more funerals and those sorts of things because yeah, it is just such, it is a, beautiful. such an emotional song. But I think that probably didn't help matters mm. in the fact that, yeah, it didn't have anything, no hook, no outside marketing to get people to go and see it. Like, even the cast wasn't – you know, Benjamin Bratt, I know you – not going to know what I'm talking about, but no. uh, he voiced Ernesto de la Cruz. But everyone else, there was no one sort of Hollywood famous yeah. that voiced a character in this movie that would make people go, oh, yeah, I want to go see that because, because of this person. such and such voices a character in that. Yeah. Like we've got the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out in about a month's time, which we'll probably do on this podcast as a as special Absolutely. episode because we'll be taking Ellie to see that because she's Mario Mad and I'm Mario Mad too. <laughs> But, yeah, you've got Chris Pratt, you've got Seth Rogen, you've got mm, – You've you know, got all, all your big names. Yeah, you know, all these huge names as, as the cast. And that's – since Shrek, I think that's become more of a thing. But this movie didn't have that. No. And then it didn't have those people backing it. Like, they weren't posting it on their Instagram. They weren't, you know, getting it that's out there. That's what I mean. The outside marketing for this it's, movie just almost yeah, didn't exist. Didn't and, and Pixar just didn't promote it as well as they probably could have. Yeah. And, again, as we always say, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, please go and watch it before – because we don't want to spoil – No. Because we, we, we are going, we are, we are going to spoil spoiling. how it ends, as as you might have alluded to listening to the intro. We are going to allude to what happens at the end of the movie, which made me cry. So go and watch it. Hit pause right now. Go and watch it. It's on Disney Plus. It, it's incredible. Go and watch it right now. And but, then come back. So the kid's saying he's a musician, but then he's doing like his first gig in front of heaps of people. <laughs> he's a kid that want like in his head he's a musician. He's, he's a musician. He, he that's what he's born. He knows that the, that's what he's going to be. He's going to be a musician. He loves music. He sits yeah. there and plays his guitar every day. If you pick up a guitar, it doesn't matter whether you play in front of a crowd of a million people or no. Play, as soon play as you've yourself, got that guitar, you're, you're, a, you're musician. a musician. But wow, pressure! Lucky yeah. he was good. Yeah, well, he was really good. He was. The skeleton animations. So for a while there, there was heaps of these skeletons and I was just watching because they were like in a big crowd and it's so crazy how good the imagery is. Like you turn around and it's literally like their spine and all their bones and no matter which angle, like the skeletons, it was just insane. Like that would have taken a lot of work. Look, this is a Pixar thing because Pixar do this so very, very well, better than anyone else mm. um, when it comes to animation. And it's – if you look at the details, even if you go back to, like, the very first Toy Story movie. Yes. Like, it, it does look a lot more basic than the newer ones, 
But it, it, the details and a lot of that stuff is still so incredible. It's amazing when you think about the work and the effort that's gone into it. Look at Moana it. and the yes. water, the special effects for the water. Oh, it's incredible. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm sort of talking about here. Is that sort of thing is yeah, it, it's what they do. Yeah, and it's uh, amazing. And the, yeah, and then the colours and the vibrancy in this movie mixed in with that. Yes, and the colours, the big thing for the colours for me is they weren't dull colours. Like it was almost like there was this colour theme that they went with all those bright well, Mexican colours. That comes down to the Day of the Dead celebration and yes. it is a very uh, a very bright holiday yep. for something that, yeah, as you say, the Day of the Dead, if you don't know what that is, like yeah. you, you would be like, oh, that sounds Halloween-y. Like, yep. But it's not. It's the opposite. It is so bright and colourful and full of yes. life and love. Yep. And that really translates in this movie. Absolutely. Like, so very, very much so. Okay, this is where it gets a bit intense. Uh, okay, so what I've said is, what? <laughs> he poisoned him. <laughs> Literally. Do you want me to, like, W-H-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-T. What? So who poisoned who? What are you referring to here? Okay, so this is near the end and we've just found out that he Oh, is- so, so you've already ju- – so you obviously haven't made a lot of notes because we're already towards the end of the movie. So we've just yeah. found out that Hector – so we skipped over a few of the points of the movie because you haven't made many notes. So obviously young Miguel ends up on day, the day they're going into the – Yes. The afterlife. The afterlife. So he stole a guitar. He stole uh, – He took it – he stole Ernesto de la Cruz's guitar because he believes that he's his great great grandfather. Yeah, but because he took that, that's why he's gone into the afterlife. He gets he gets sucked into the land of the dead for the holiday, mm. and he starts to die into, essentially. Yeah, basically, uh, is and if he doesn't get sent home before the end of the day, he will be stuck there. He yeah, will die. He can't go back. He can't go back, and that's where this this whole comes about. And he meets up with Hector, mm-hmm. who's a bit of a. A scallywag that's, he's uh, a scallywag. you know, uh, try, he's trying to get back to the land of the living, but he doesn't have a photo up. So, he, unless, so unless you have the photo up, your family's putting unless, the photo unless up, your you photo can't come back being over. displayed on your, you know, your family's altar, yeah. then you can't visit for the Day of the Dead yeah. from the afterlife. But that's the only day, you know, that's, that's the, the day that day. they look forward to. That's, you know. And Hector can't get across because nobody's displaying his photo. So yeah. he's on a mission to try and be able to go back and visit because he wants to visit his daughter. Yeah. And he gives me some um, Jack Sparrow vibes. That's yes, the kind of scallywag yes, we're talking very, about. J- very Jack, Scal- uh, Jack Skellington. Look, not quite, but also. Not quite. So <laughs> Skellington, Skellington's on the brain here. Yes. So, yes, so we find out that Ernesto de la Cruz isn't Miguel's great-great-grandfather and he had poison Hector. Yes. They were, they, they were musician partners in life. Yep. And Ernesto de la Cruz poisoned Hector Because all Hector wanted to do was go home to his family. He was like, I'm done. I want my family. I don't want to do music. And the other bloke was like, oh, screw you, man. I'm going to make money. And it comes back because we find out Miguel's family, the reason that music is banned is because his great-great-grandfather abandoned his great-great-grandmother to go and play music. And that's why they believe it's Ernesto De La Cruz. He He wanted to go home. He wanted to go home. Then bloody old mate poisoned him. And that's that's the twist. That's where we find out this big twist that it turns out that Hector is actually Miguel's great-great-grandfather. I think you were in the room at some point where I realised who he actually was. I was. I, was, I think I was there right as you were writing the word. Probably. And that, that's where I sort of came in and got suckered straight into this movie. Yeah. Because I, as I said to you, after the movie had finished, I said, this is why I, vo- I avoid watching this movie. Yeah. This is an amazing film and I Beautiful. love it. Beautiful but I avoid watching it because yep. of the last 
half an hour. And that's what you got stuck watching. And that's because it sucks me in because I can't not watch it. But it is just, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But, yeah, so this is where they find out that Miguel realises that Hector is the father of Grandma Coco. Yes. Hence the title really of the film. really sweet. Coco, because he just wanted to get – and that's who, he, that's who he wants to go and visit on the day that it is his daughter Coco because he never really got to say goodbye. Goodbye. And that broke me. That broke me. Yeah. I think that's one of my other notes here, but we'll get to that part. Oh, no, that's pretty much it. So my heart with the Remember Me song. So there's a bit of a flashback and it's him and Coco and they're singing together and they're singing Remember Me. And my and heart Coco as a toddler. breaks into a million pieces. It doesn't help that we have a toddler that's about that age that kind of looks that cute with the curly hair. So cute. And that's, yeah, it, it, it oh. hits a whole new level when you watch that scene. And you're like, oh, my God. And that's when my tears did start. Yep, yep. It's like watching Tarzan all over again. I watched Tarzan when we had Ali and like the first 10 minutes. Just don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. Well, it's also the reason you haven't watched a very popular TV show, which we're going to be discussing in a couple of weeks as well, The Last of Us. Yeah. It's too close to home. Not okay. No. And that's, (laughs) yeah, that's where I started leaking, as the Tim Man and Wizard of Oz would say. That's where I started leaking. And it only got worse from there. there. (laughs) But then let's talk about something a bit more funny. So the beautiful dog that we were talking about earlier <laughs> with his tongue stuck out. You're talking about the part where he becomes a spirit guide. 100%. <laughs> and his little special wing comes out and he can't fly straight and he's, he's all pretty and colourful. And, oh, bless him. And it's that that's taken to the next level when Ernesto de la Cruz figured, like, finds that Hector has escaped and they warn the crowd. Yep. And he tries to murder Miguel and he throws him off a building. Yes. And the and dog flies after him <laughs> and saves him and, and drops him. But then the big panther thing, yeah, which is just amazing animation. That I was really the animation cool. Of that cat. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? A panther? Yeah, it looks like a panther. It looks like Yeah, a- I didn't know if it was like leopard, panther. It had like oh. that leopardy kind of it's nose. It's a cat. It's a big cat. It's a cat with wings. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Not as cool as Spirit Dog. Not as cool as Spirit Dog. No, Spirit Dog is next level. And again, that's. <laughs> It's something, I guess, the marketing for this movie, like there could have been plushies of that dog. And Absolutely. I'm pretty positive there wasn't. Yeah. But that like, you know. The, we would love it, that. It's almost like Hey, Hey, Moana. Yes. Like those, those really funny left of center animal characters yep. just become instant favorites. Yes. And it surprises so me cool. that they didn't try and capitalize on that more. It really does. Oh, absolutely. And he almost reminded me of, I don't know if you ever watched this movie when you were younger, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, I got the, flashbacks. Even the design of him actually looks like yes. the main character from All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's what I was that. thinking. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I've seen something like you before. I'm impressed that you're All actually referencing another movie as well. Uh, it's another animated movie, but hey, still, you're points. referencing another movie. It's, uh, it points counts. for me. It counts. <laughs> um, and then I laughed again because at the start where we talked about he was killed by a bell, <laughs> it went full circle. It went full circle and it and got, got him in the afterlife by a bell as again. well. <laughs> So Which, what happens if you die in the afterlife? Are that was a question I was about to ask. Yeah. Hopefully. But I where do you know. go? Like You're already in the afterlife. Wouldn't your bones just be all bony and you just get put back together? I don't because that's what was happening to the other skeletons. Like if they fell somewhere. Yeah. But it wasn't just, technically dying, I suppose. They just kind of fell. But even then, like all he did was get the bell falling on him. Like it's, but would your bones crush from a bell that heavy? Well, it depends. I don't know. Depends if – because the bell's hollow inside. Yeah, well, that's true. So he may not have even – he might have just been trapped under the bell forever. Who knows? Yeah. 
Hopefully that's Again, what Again, that, that's what a Coco sequel could address. It could absolutely address that. I want to know how Coco goes now that she's in the afterlife. Honestly, I, I want that story. I don't know if her sequel would work. Like, we'd mm. have to have a really special story for it to work because it- It's on that specific the, the, the day. En- the, well, the ending of this movie is just so perfect. Oh, it does have a good ending. Sad, and, but good. But look, that's not out of Pixar's realm because Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending and then they went and made Toy Story 4 and they've just announced they're doing Toy Story 5. Apparently. Yeah, they're never so, going to stop that. So, yeah, even if it's got a perfect ending, there's nothing it's stopping still. them messing with it and doing a sequel, I guess. Yeah, continuing. But, yeah, it is uh, it is a nice full circle moment when that happens and it's a nice little callback to the start. And Yeah. Yeah. And then my heart broke into a thousand pieces again when – Darling Miguel saying it remembered me to great grandma Coco. And her eyes light up because she remembers and, and she the dementia. Back with me. <laughs> you're gonna make you home. We're both gonna sit here and cry just talking about this movie. But it is it, it's this is this this whole this this whole scene is just absolutely beautiful because she's yeah, it's a, it's an elderly grandmother. She's obviously you know suffering from what appears to be dementia. Doesn't yes, remember. Yes, can't and, remember. And that's the whole plot of when when Miguel's in the the land of the dead with with Hector. He's starting to fade away because Coco is the last person that remembers him. She yep. remembers him when she was a little girl. Her papa before he leaves, and as her memory's fading, and as Nobody the dementia setting in, him. no one else remembers him, and he starts to fade away. And the whole premise is when. You are no longer remembered on Earth. Yep. You go. You, you, you move on. You move on. You go. You move on from the land of the dead. Yeah. And that's that's that that's essentially the death. Yeah. The that's death the and death. full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And that 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 scene where he sings to her, and in my in my head, I had this vision of a scene where it goes back to the land of the dead, and you see Hector being sort of revite, like sort yeah. of. Full of energy again because she's remembering because she him so him. much. Yep, that's what I pictured too. But obviously, we, we don't see that, and we, we do no. see them at the very end. Yeah, and that's that's the sadder part is after that song and the family, and they sort of allow him to play the music because they realise I think they're all sort of shocked that he's playing the song that her papa sang to. Yeah, and she's her, understanding. None, none of them knew it. about it because they had music band in their house. Yeah, they would have had um, no idea. Since, since you know, Grandma Coco was a little girl, there was no music in that house. Yeah. So they, they had no idea and he sings his song and it, it's such an emotional moment. But then obviously the heart breaks again because it skips to a year later. Yep. And Grandma Coco has passed away and they're putting her photo on the altar oh. and Hector's photo goes up as well. Yes. For the first time. So he's able to cross back. Yep. To the land of the living for the day of the dead to be with his family. And finally be with his family. And, and him his and his wife are back together. And the daughter. And that's oh. obviously Okay. So we're getting to the part about me crying. Okay. Let's let's be let's honest. Because that's this is where we're at in the movie. This is where I lost it. Yep. And you grabbed me and you're like, Are you okay? I'm like, no. <laughs> so as I said, the first time I watched this was not long after my grandmother passed away, and this whole scene, this whole ending just hit hard. Mm. And the whole movie. The whole, the whole yeah. movie hit hard. But now having a daughter as well. Yep. And seeing Next that level. whole other relationship, not just the grandson and the grandmother, but. Yep. The whole. Oh. See, I'm tearing up now. I'm yep. going to cry again just thinking about this movie. Good, because then it won't just be me crying. Oh, we'll both just sit here crying we'll just sit here and cr- for five minutes. Well, yeah, the, ne- the next five minutes will just be us here in tears talking <laughs> about this movie. Much more graceful than that. 
Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I, I wasn't when we were watching it. Was, no, that was pretty much I had you. Tears when we were and watching snot, and it. yeah, it was a bit gross. It was. I think you don't. I don't full... know if you realise that I literally turned away, but just had one hand for you. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. gentle pats, like, like, like I was a dog, just just gent, gently, gently patting me to calm me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah beautiful it's, story. It's such an, a, an amazingly beautiful, rich story, and that's why I wanted to do this because I knew this was one Disney Pixar movie that you hadn't seen, and because it is such a beautiful one, and it's very similar to Encanto. It is uh, in tone, like yep. the, the whole family thing, the the family trauma, you know, outcasts, all that sort of stuff from the family, yeah. family connections. It, you know, grand the grandparent grandchild dynamic. Yep. Like in Encanto, you've got Mirabelle and Abuela. Yep. Same thing here very with Coco similar. and Miguel. It, it it is a very similar time movie. So if, if you're if you're listening to this and you still haven't watched it, if you've gotten to this part and we spoiled the half of the movie anyway, but might as well watch it. it. Go and watch it because as we said, it's a beautiful film. Even not just as a kids' film, it's just a beautiful film. Yeah, it's just lovely. Like the storyline and the visual is just absolutely amazing. So look, I, I don't have many notes on this one um, no. purely because, yeah, you know, as I said to you, I just love this movie because it has a special place in my heart because of the timing that I watched it. Yeah. I think had I watched it in 2017 at the cinemas, yep. I would have enjoyed it. But not. But maybe not as much as I do now relating to it as much as I do. Yeah. Maybe that's probably a bit and more And probably why. even now, like you said, with Ali, even more so now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it just gives me a bit more, yeah, I'm a bit more invested into the film. Yeah, yeah. No, beautiful film. So, yeah, so I don't really have – and Many I suppose notes. we've talked about a lot of it. And if there's no, like, huge actors that have, like, voiced anything, it's very, you know. Well, here's one thing I didn't know. Yeah. That this film had its own VR game. VR game? It was Pixar's first VR development. I must look into that. Have we not heard about it because it didn't go very well? I'm going to assume so. And, look, that was back when... Was that when you were obsessed with your VR? No, I think that was this was... Before Surely. even that, yeah, because I didn't get my VR set a couple until of years later. A couple of years later, I don't think. No, so I'm just watching a, a quick little trailer for it now. Oh, it's all in the land of the dead. It's kind of cool. So it you're actually, in the land actually, of the dead. It actually looks really cool. I'm gonna have to try and track this down because it actually looks really cool. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Uh, but that's one thing I didn't know about this movie. There you go. There's there's, a, there's a quick little note because well we have already Chris gone has over the, something. I have learned something. We've gone over the box office. We've gone over the uh, the budget and all that sort of stuff. Well, let's let's get to it like we do at the end of every episode. Uh, let's start with uh, what would you rate this movie out of five, Jordan? I'm going to give it a solid four. Four. Four out of five. Is four the highest we've got? You've given a couple of movies. A I think four I now. gave Twister four point five. No, no, it wasn't Twister four point five. No. No, I think Twister got a four. I don't think we've got a four point five, have we? Ooh, maybe four's as high as it goes. I have to go back and listen to the podcast. I don't think we've got to a four point five. No. I'm I'm very keen to Twister find- was definitely my favourite so far. Wow. Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Are you surprised? I lo- no, I am. I love it. Because that's <laughs> you know, as I said, one of, I said with we recorded that, one of my top three films. Yeah. Yeah. But surprised that you love it that much. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, four out of five. And would you watch a sequel to Coco if they were to make one? Absolutely. There we go, Disney Pixar. Please make, make a sequel. Make a sequel. Find a good storyline. Yeah. Make we it gave happen. you some ideas. Yeah. I mean, we can You're write welcome. it. If you want to pay us, we can write it. Yeah, absolutely. Won't be, <laughs> won't be very long. I'm an English teacher. I can write things. Yeah. I can correct things. <laughs> I'll write it. You correct it. There okay, you go. Okay, done. <laughs> done. 
Uh, all right. Well, that uh, just about wraps us up for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. Uh, next week, we are talking a TV show. And it's a big one. Next week, we're talking The Last of Us. Now, this is streaming now on Binge uh, in Australia, HBO over in the US. Mm-hmm. The season finale is next Monday. We will be chatting to someone who worked on The Last of Us. That's without contact. I know. And this person also, for the Heartland lovers out there, because I know there's quite a few, this person actually has worked quite a bit on the TV show Heartland as well, mm. which uh, I have not watched. My mother is a huge fan, and we'll get into that when we talk to this person next week. But I feel like they're two very polar opposite audiences. Oh, they are. Which is great. Which is great. We're going to cover both shows very heavily. Heartland is basically Saddle Club for adults. <laughs> yeah, that's, look, that's you're how, right. That's how you're I right. see it. Yeah. So that's going to be it's going to be a massive episode that'll be dropping next Monday. The episode will drop a little bit later because it'll coincide with the streaming release of the season finale of The Last of Us. So it'll be next Monday, probably around midday that that will drop. So a very very fascinating chat. So make sure you listen out for that. We will catch you then for another episode. It's about time you watch this. Mm-hmm.